As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of Florida's scenic Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at. And conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio. Available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is right now, Jim Dawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Well, what are we about a week into summer now? It is going to be a long, hot summer as these, uh, these two events, the coronavirus and the reopening and the peaceful protests of Black Lives Matter and Antifa rock our cities with uh, violence, looting, arson, and uh, just generalized anarchy. And if you, uh, if I often say, if you get your information from the mainstream media, you are misinformed. And uh, if you don't get your information from alternative sources of media you are uninformed and never was that illustrated more clearly than the news media's coverage of these riots if you get your news from the network tv or npr or uh, any of the other mainstream outlets you would think that uh, these were just peaceful protests and uh, the only uh, that they just had uh, isolated instances of violence these are violent protests in across America, uh, relegated largely to Democrat cities uh, where mayors and police chiefs are no longer willing to do what's necessary to maintain order and have ceded the streets to the mob. And they, uh, and the media just continue to beat this peaceful lie, uh, peaceful protest lie. I could bring you clip after clip. I was tuning in to uh, National Public Radio, had uh, just a passing mention of the violence and uh, focused almost entirely instead on these peaceful protests. But the most dramatic was this uh, this clip that I played for you last Friday with MSNBC uh, left-wing talking head Ali Velchi standing in the middle of a riot with four or five fires burning around him, including a police precinct, and instead instead focused on the peaceful protest lie. 
I are in. Uh, obviously, some of them are very active. This one is now, as you can see, very obviously spread to the uh, the buildings on either side of it, the liquor store and the shop to the left. But there is no ability, and I just think we have to we have to remember this. The National Guard has been activated. Uh, they are not here. The police are not here. The police have been evacuated. The fire engines can't get in here. There is no ability to bring anybody in here to solve this problem. So I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a here it comes. So I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. But fires have been started, and, and there's a crowd that is relishing that. There is a deep sense of grievance and complaint here. It is not generally speaking unruly, with the exception of uh, the block being burned down and a police precinct abandoned to the rioters and being set ablaze. And this is the mindset that the media will continue to bring you, and uh, we will continue to pretend like these are peaceful protests, much the same way way we did in the aftermath of of Ferguson, where CNN, on the ground, basically incited a riot by sympathizing with and justifying their violence against uh, the man. (laughs) I think it's hilarious how the left wing continues to to call... um, you know, uh, the riots against the establishment. Well, the, the establishment, with very few exceptions, is in fact left-wing fellow travelers. They control the universities. They control uh, many of the courts, most especially in these cities they are burning. They control the mayor's office, the police chief's office. They have infiltrated uh, the churches and entertainment. They are the man with to whom they're peacefully protesting by burning cities down and the, in the aftermath of the, uh, the Ferguson riots and the justification by these, these, uh, media talking heads, of course, there were about a dozen, maybe a few more, I think it was 14 police officers assassinated most famously there in Dallas, Texas, where a blacks lives matter, uh, activist, Shot 14 police officers, killing five. It also happened in uh, Baton Rouge, uh, where um, a Black Lives Matter protester killed three. Shot two New York City police uh, officers that were uh, patrolling a, uh, a housing project. Shot them in the head. It happened again and again. So I want to take a little walk down memory lane uh, back when Richard Clark former sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, was appearing with Don Lamont, and uh, Don Lamont was trying to steer the conversation to highlight the peaceful nature of these protests, and Richard Clark was having none of it. Thank you very much for that horrific day. I spoke to uh, the heads of the sheriff department, the police department, and uh, the state police down there, and they told us how their hearts were reeling. Their message is peace and coming together in the country. What's your message? You don't believe that for one minute, do you? That their message is? Yeah. Uh, that's what they said to me. Okay. Yeah, believe them. Of Any protests them over the deaths of these cops today in Baton Rouge? I don't know that. I don't know that. Any riots or protests over the uh, uh, police officers in Dallas, Texas? What are you asking? It's a pretty simple question. I asked you if what's your message 
to the people, their message is one of peace. What is your message? My message has been clear from day one two years ago. This anti-cop sentiment from this hateful ideology called Black Lives Matter has fueled this rage against the American police officer. I predicted this two years ago. So what I what I want to know? Okay, Sharon. Do I want to know? With all due respect, do you know that this was because of that? Do we? Yes, I do. As a law enforcement officer, I've been watching this for two years. Well, it was it was exposed shortly after this broadcast, of course, that the uh, shooter in Baton Rouge that uh, Lamont is referring to was in fact a uh, um, a Black Lives Matter activist and sympathizer. Predicted this this anti police rhetoric sweeping the country has turned out some hateful things inside of people that are now playing themselves out on the American police officer. I want to know, with all of the black-on-black violence in the United States of America, by the way, when the tragedies happened in Louisiana and Minnesota, you know that 21 black people were murdered across the United States? Well, the, well, there was was there black, any reporting there was on a that? black officer who was killed today. But let, let's, was let's, there any reporting on sheriff, that? Sheriff, please, let's just, keep, let's just keep... It was a black officer that was killed today. Oh, oh, so now only black police officers' lives matter too? I mean, it's hard to keep track of the um, really uh, pathological nature of these leftists. The volume down here. So I understand, and I and listen. I, I got, I'm I looking at disagree. three dead cops this week, Sheriff, and I'm looking just, at five last just, year. Are you trying to tell me to keep it down? Just please, if you will, just please. We can keep it civil. So because admit the message to people at home, I'm sure you want is one of civility. I wish, Don. I, I wish I you like had that have, message of like civility. To have a conversation toward with this you. hateful ideology. I would like to have a conversation with you, but I want to make sure that I, I, uh, I continue to beat this peaceful protest drum. You know, it seems like in this current unrest that we've completely forgotten about the dozen and more officers that were killed after CNN incited a riot in Ferguson with this uh, Michael Brown lie that he was just a peaceful giant, a gentle giant who had just, you know, previously committed a strong arm robbery against a uh, grocer and then reached inside a policeman's car and tried to take his weapon, firing two shots inside, and then spun on his heel and charged at the officer. Now, in this current case with uh, with Derek uh, Chevon, uh, he undoubtedly engaged in police misconduct. And he has been charged with third-degree murder. I think they're going to have a hard time proving that because he was uh, kneeling on the back of the uh, suspect's neck. Uh, you normally can't choke people by leaning on the back of their neck. But, you know, the the case will play out in court. The coroner has said that uh, there was no evidence of its asphyxiation. Um, George Floyd <clears throat> had underlying uh, medical um, conditions that probably le- helped contributed to his death. Uh, the, the so-called cracked egg theory will come into play where you take people as you find them. But uh, the police officer is not going to get a fair shake. They've assigned the case now to Antifa sympathizer and Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, of all people. How Keith Ellison ever got elected 
as the attorney general in Minnesota is, is just beyond belief. He is a criminal sympathizer and, uh, and Minnesota is going to uh, reap what they sow. But apparently, you know, all of the officers that were assassinated, they've just been swept under the table. They don't fit the narrative. So they're going to be ignored. I've got one more clip before I move on from Don Lamont. Um, Describing these uh, burnings of police precincts in Minnesota. Come on, clip. Uh, and new and tonight, we've gotten these transcripts of the 911 call, and we're going to go over all of that. But first, I want to get to you guys. Uh, I understand there's something new that's happening, Sarah, at, at the police station. What do you know? Yeah. So I'm going to let you see the pictures for yourself. This is the third precinct here. There are fires burning to the left of it at the uh, wine and liquor store uh, on your left. But back in the back of the precinct, you are hearing people throwing things against the the walls, against the glass, against anything they can. And now the fire alarm, you'll see it flashing inside of the third precinct, behind the third precinct. So when you're burning police precincts, I don't see how you can legitimately claim that that is a peaceful protest. A police precinct is a symbol of law and order, and it was abandoned by uh, the mayor up in Minnesota, and the police uh, department evacuated it, totally betraying the trust that they were sworn to protect the public. Governments really were instituted for very limited purposes. Uh, we, We forget now that government has far exceeded its, uh, its legitimate purposes. But government's first duty and foremost duty is to protect life and property, to maintain law and order. And in these Democrat cities, I've lived in them before, I can tell you that the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens of these cities pay taxes through the nose. And if you're a mayor or police chief in one of these towns and you're not able to maintain law and order, you need to resign immediately. If you can't do the job or you're unwilling to do the job, which I think is more likely the case, then for God's sake, uh, sake, step aside. Let somebody in there that is willing to do the job. (laughs) And these same left-wing mayors and the media had no problem lecturing us in their sanctimonious, condemning ways, law-abiding citizens who are losing their jobs and their businesses, that we have to stay home. And if we disagree with that, and if we turn out for a peaceful protest, an actual peaceful protest, then we are somehow, um, you know, criminal. But now that cities are burning, that people are being murdered, that people's uh, life work is being destroyed as these businesses are looted. Well, they refer to that as mostly peaceful. These peaceful so-called peaceful protests are the water in which these domestic terrorists from Antifa and Black Lives Matter swim in. When the peaceful protesters violate a curfew that's designed to restore order and the, uh, the domestic terrorists come out, they are hiding within these 
claimed peaceful protesters. And so you get video of these people who are not members, you know, getting caught up in the police uh, attempt to defend law and order. I got to run out to a break. When we come back from this message, we'll talk about who these people are. They are domestic enemies of the state. Right after these messages, I'm right now with Jim Dawes. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. So largely um, by confining their activities to these uh, left-wing Democrat-controlled cities, these domestic enemies have been allowed to uh, flourish and multiply. And I'm talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. There are many other of these, uh, these Marxist groups that want anarchy, that want to tear down this country. But they, uh, they confine themselves to friendly climates like Berkeley and Portland and Seattle, New York City, Minneapolis. And so these, uh, these mayors that are left-wing mayors that run these cities and their, their left-wing police chiefs have just allowed them to uh, take root. And what we're seeing on our, well, I started to say on our TVs, we're actually not seeing that much of it on the TVs. You're actually getting a, a, the, the real um, situation on the ground from social media, which has displaced the mainstream media uh, as, you know, letting people see what's actually going on. But this is, uh, this is exactly what happens when you allow these domestic terror groups to take root both on the streets, in the newsrooms, in the halls of uh, city halls, in universities. And they are probably closer than ever they ever have been in our nation's history to uh, an internal enemy, a domestic enemy that we're sworn to defend this nation against. They're very close to achieving their plans to destroy America and the Constitution. And it is law-abiding citizens' duty to defend that. If these elected officials want to be part of the solution, that would be great. But if they don't, then ultimately it's going to be up to the people and citizen militias to defend the Constitution. To his uh, credit, Donald Trump and Attorney General William Barr 
have uh, designated Antifa as domestic terror groups. They ought to also declare Black Lives Matter, but maybe that's a bridge too far because, you know, uh, it would be characterized as racially motivated. And uh, and they're going to use uh, the power of the federal government, which includes RICO statutes that were used against the mafia and the Ku Klux Klan, now to go after Antifa and, and uh, hopefully, eventually, Black Lives Matter. And if you want to hear the mindset that allowed uh, these domestic terror groups to rise and flourish, you need only listen to a former... FBI um, counterterrorism operative named Frank Faluzzi on MSNBC with Stephanie Rule trying to uh, to discredit Trump and uh, Bill Barr's efforts to get a handle on these emerging domestic terror groups. What has the president decided to do in a single tweet today? He's decided to single out one group. Antifa that happens to be opposed to him as a domestic terrorism organization. Now, the, keep in mind, this guy was inside the FBI. You still hear uh, Richard Ray parroting uh, this information that, you know, uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are not a serious threat to the country. Back to the clip. As you've already heard, there's a couple of problems with this. One. Antifa is not an organized, centralized organization. There is no Antifa headquarters. There is no president or, or hierarchy of Antifa, as you would see in ISIS or Al-Qaeda or any other foreign-based terrorist organization. Number two, they are so loosely based and so diverse in their beliefs, from global anarchy to simple, simple anti-Trump to supporting Black Lives Matter, that you cannot isolate a single body of, of political or ideolo- ideological beliefs here. So I'm concerned that if we're not careful, this is one small step away from the president of the United States designating his political opponents as enemies of the state. As Wow. <laughs> Former FBI agent. If we're not careful, going after Antifa will uh, lead to uh, political persecution. And he cites, there is no headquarters, there are no hierarchy. No, that is the nature of terrorist organizations, so-called leaderless resistance. They don't take orders from headquarters. They know what the mission is, and they pursue it through a network. They help each other, they fund each other, and uh, and. They have a propaganda arm inside the media, and Frank Faluzzi is part of that. Let's listen to the rest of this clip. Terrorists, and th- think about think about the repercussions of this. What, you, people may say, "Well, what's, what would such a designation look like?" Well, first, there is no domestic terrorism law on the books in the United States, so let's deal with that first. Number two, there is no approved procedure by which you could designate a domestic terrorism group, just like there is, in fact, for foreign terrorist organizations. So we are a huge step away from figuring out how to do this. Okay, then. Then if there's no designation for domestic terrorist groups, what would the point of this be on the part of the president or Bill Barr? What's the point I think of what the president after? wants to jumpstart is some some ability, perhaps even some executive order, which would be very troublesome, to designate a single group 
um, against, by the way, against any absence of evidence that the single group is actually responsible for all of this, right? And- against any evidence. We've got three years worth of evidence now that Antifa is trying to to um, overthrow the Constitution of the United States. And they're doing it through this leaderless resistance, uh, but it's pretty easy to identify them. They're all over social media, the same social media companies that are censoring this broadcast and your free speech allow Antifa to maintain a huge presence on their platforms that they use to organize and um, share information on how to go about their desire to overthrow the United States. And this has been documented now for over two years. There have been no serious prosecutions of Antifa. When they have gone to court, these left-wing judges have turned them right back out on the streets with a small fine and a few nights in jail. We are, uh, have been underestimating the threat posed by these Marxist goons. They use fire to destroy, riots to overwhelm police, and they've used military tactics to achieve their ends of overthrow. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at what this might, what effect this might have on the upcoming elections right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatals.com to learn more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American first perspective. So a lot of people that have served in the military or in law enforcement or public office or various other uh, things that you have to swear an oath, swear to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And our founders saw the day when something like this may happen, that we have uh, entrenched groups inside of this country that are determined to overthrow the Constitution and send this country down an entirely different path that nobody ever voted for. Now, if if these uh, forces of anarchy and chaos 
really believed that they had a better way than they would be perfectly entitled under the Constitution to try to amend the Constitution or have a constitutional convention and change this. Of course, they can't because the vast majority of this people in this country recognize that, uh, you know, we live in the freest, fairest, most equitable, and by the way, least discriminatory republic in the history of this world. But uh, these Antifa goons like to fancy themselves as, you know, count or revolutionaries. And they're doing a revolution without con- the consent of the government or the governed. And uh, we've got uh, in, you know, these pockets, these left wing Democrat cities of fellow travelers that are uh, more than happy to let them carry out their agenda. And I'm going to I'm going to bang on the media just a little bit more. You know, I don't think our founders ever envisioned that we would have a media so hostile to the Constitution as we do now. Sally Cohn, who's a paid talking head on CNN, took to her Twitter account. Uh, She's allowed, you know, to say whatever incitement she wants to. But if I uh, defend law officers and uh, the need for a forceful response to looting to stop it from gaining momentum, well, they will suspend me. Sally Cohen says, I don't like violent protests, but I understand them. And those wagging their fingers against violent protests need to read up on their American history. Yeah, uh, I guess American history since 1965 with the the rise of this uh, militarized, militant, radical left. Also, she says, I don't feel the need that this should need to be pointed out, but property is insured and can be replaced. Lives cannot. Check your priorities, America. Well, we won't point out for the idiot Sally Cohen, Cohn, that in fact, many people have lost their lives as a result of these riots, including many police officers. And as far as property being insured, this buffoon apparently has never owned a small business or had to take out an insurance policy for property. Because riot is not covered. None of these small business owners, for that matter, big business owners, big businesses ought not to be have their property destroyed either. But none of this property that has been destroyed and looted and stolen will be replaced. It's a result of riot, which every property insurance policy that I've ever uh, taken out specifically exempts from coverage. What an idiot. And they're trying to marginalize the White House. It's calling for law and order. Over the weekend, Robert O'Brien, the national security advisor, went on with CNN with Jake Tapper and tried to explain to him that there's 17,000, almost 18,000 police officers in this country, and you're never going to achieve perfect conduct among that larger group. Let me see if I can find this clip for you. Here we go. I want to ask you about the police because George Floyd 
is hardly the only unarmed black American killed recently by police. Do you think systemic racism is a problem? Well, why don't you name him? Michael Brown tried to take a police officer's weapon and charged at him. Um, what was the guy's name in, uh, in Staten Island? 300 pounds refused to uh, be taken into custody and had to be wrestled to the ground. He had uh, many, many underlying health conditions. If you have a heart condition or uh, asthma, it's not a good idea to engage a police officer in a, a street brawl. And let me explain one more thing while I'm on the topic. Police officers are not paid to roll around on the ground with violent criminals. I don't care if he's armed or unarmed. If you allow a, a suspect, a perpetrator, to get his hands on you and you have a weapon with you, if that that uh, suspect overwhelms you, that weapon belongs to him. So it's unrealistic to ask these cops to roll around on the ground. I think there, there needs to be, uh, you know, technology needs to, uh, to catch up and there needs to be some sort of nonviolent way to subdue these people. Uh, the taser, I don't know if they're turned down, you know, to keep from inciting heart attacks, but in many cases we have seen that they are ineffective. I don't know if a tranquilizer dart would do it, if uh, they would be allowed to do that, but it is unreasonable. It is acting, asking an officer to uh, to take on many times larger, stronger, and uh, and more um, deranged opponents than themselves. And and in this day and age, when they're hiring uh, people uh, on the police forces without regard to size or ability to you know subdue a a, a suspect, it's just unrealistic as hell. But uh, here is Robert O'Brien on with Jake Tapper trying to explain to him that when you have, you know, 18,000 police officers, you are going to have a certain level of, of misconduct. And if your standard is perfect behavior from the police, well, that will never happen. And that will be just a recipe for continued unrest, riot and violence problem in law enforcement agencies in the United States? No, I, I don't think there's systemic racism. I think 99.9% of our law enforcement officers are great Americans, and, and many of them are African-American, Hispanic, Asian. They're working in the toughest neighborhoods. They've got the hardest jobs to do in this country, and I think they're amazing, great Americans, and they're my heroes. Uh, but you know what? There, there are some bad apples in there, and they, they, you know, I'm, there are some, some bad cops that are racist, and, and there, there are cops that are you know, maybe don't have the right training, and there are some that are just, just bad cops. And, uh, and they need to be rooted out because there's a, a few bad apples that are giving law enforcement a, a terrible name. And, uh, and there, there's no doubt that there's some racist, racist police. I think they're the minority. I think they're the few bad apples. And, uh, and we need to root them out. But I'll tell you, I, I'm just so proud of the way our law enforcement professionals are, are protecting us and, and handling the situation with, mm-hmm. uh, with restraint. Uh, and Jake Tapper is furrowing his brow and looking very sarcastic, waiting for his opportunity to uh, to say something against the uh, few bad apples argument. 
and uh, uh, we, we love our law enforcement, but you know we do have to get rid of those that are like, like the like the dirty cop that uh, that killed. Uh, uh, George Floyd. I mean, we need to get rid of those people. By the way, where yeah. were the local prosecutors and where was the police commissioner? That guy, apparently, I'm told he had a long record of this sort of conduct. It's and, a good question. Why was he still on the force? It's a good question, and I'd like to have you back to talk. Well, I'll tell you why, because Amy Klobuchar, uh, who was, <laughs> who was probably the leading candidate for Joe Biden's vice presidential choice, uh, declined prosecution against, is it Derek Chauvin? I think it's Derek Chauvin um, repeatedly and the uh, Minneapolis Police Department because they're unable to enforce any standards, probably are uh, in the pocket of of um, the police unions. And I'm a, I'm a union guy, I believe in them, but at some point, um, you know, the... Uh, the people in charge have to demand uh, that these types of police officers be removed. And I'm not saying, as uh, O'Brien uh, regretfully said, that uh, Chauvin is guilty because uh, he's been charged with third-degree murder. I don't think that that video or the, uh, the subsequent autopsy is going to support that charge, and there's a very real possibility that uh, he would be acquitted. He can't get a fair trial in Minnesota, I guarantee you that. I don't know where he would go in this country to get a fair trial. But, oh my gosh, I, I guess I'll, uh, I'll move on from the media to the corporations. Big corporations have, uh, have pandered to this Black Lives Matter movement and largely funded it to the tune of millions of dollars. We don't know, um, you know, how much of that money has gone to Antifa. We do know that uh, George Soros and his network of so-called nonprofits funds them greatly. And he should be a target of this, these uh, RICO prosecutions. We have seen again and again how these, uh, these big corporations that uh, t- attempted to appease the mob have been targeted, including CNN, by the way, which I thought was a, kind of a delicious irony. But Amazon, you know, um, Jeff Bezos uh, came out with a statement saying Amazon stands in solidarity with the black community in this fight against systemic racism. After which his uh, his delivery trucks were promptly looted and uh, burned. Target, who tried to be a good corporate citizen and, and put uh, stores in uh, high crime neighborhoods have been looted and burned. And even the the unions, for that matter, the AFL-CIO, it's got uh, a police uh, union in its ranks. I think it's the, well, I'm not sure which which police union it is, Uh, but they had their offices in Washington, D.C., burned over the weekend. So the rioters are... They're not, they don't know what's going on. They, they don't read the newspapers or, you know, get their news other than, you know, the, the uh, misinformation that goes on on social media. They're perfectly willing to burn out and, and loot their, their so-called friends. They have the uh, police unions need to go over to the Teamsters uh, who are a lot less... Um, squishy 
than the AFL-CIO on issues of law and order. Hey, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll take a, a brief look at the Democrat Party's reaction to all of this and the possible effect that this will have on the 2020 election. Stick with us. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209-800-957-6209-800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. So just before the show, I did a search of uh, Google, who is very sympathetic to um, these groups, as well as uh, Twitter and YouTube, looking for a quote from any elected Democrat condemning this violence this arson and this looting. And I wasn't able to find one. I found a whole host of people blaming it on Donald Trump. Although Donald Trump did more for uh, black people than any Democrat that I have ever seen by lowering the black unemployment rate to the lowest in history, giving them an opportunity to participate in America's prosperity. They have not uttered a single word in condemnation of this violence. Biden's staff was caught donating to a group that funds the release of the rioters. And Joe Biden went out on the streets of Newark, Delaware. I think it was Newark, one one of the cities in Delaware. While the riots were going on, having photo ops with Black Lives Matter activists. For her part, Nancy Pelosi, who is still hunkered down in her San Francisco mansion, refusing to return to Washington and do her job, went on, uh, I think it was with George Stephanopoulos, I may be mistaken, and tried to blame Trump for all of this. A normal back to people say, let's go back to normal. Well, normal hasn't been so great for a lot of people. Let's make sure normal is more consistent with liberty and justice for all. How about we just stop burning churches and businesses and and looting uh, law abiding citizens, Nancy? Not a word. I kind of ignore what President Trump says. You ignore him, but at the same time, he's been continuing to tweet and speak out today. He's attacking the protesters, saying it's part of the far left. He's attacking the mayors of Minneapolis and the mayor of Washington, D.C. What should the- He's attacking them. He's attacking them. He's not criticizing them or urging the, them to do their jobs or to uh, stop the violence. He's attacking them. The President of the United States be doing right now? President of the United States should bring dignity to the office that he serves. He should be a unifying force in our country. 
We have seen that with Democratic and Republican presidents all along. That's how we ended up in this mess, Nancy. Uh, They have seen their responsibility to be the president of the United States, to unify our country and not to fuel the flame, not to fuel the flame. And I think to take his bait time and time again is just a gift to him. So the president demanding law and order and for these left wing mayors to do their jobs and restore order is fanning the flames, according to Nancy Pelosi. But it wasn't just Nancy who refused to condemn Marco Rubio, our favorite little um, John McCain, Lindsey Graham wannabe, went on and blamed uh, the violence, in part at least, on the right wing, this, uh, this mysterious right wing that they always tell us is a boogeyman out there ready to get us. The murder of George Floyd is both a tragedy and a travesty. And the anger we've seen built around it isn't just justified. First of all, an elected official ought not to be declaring something a murder before somebody has been uh, tried by a jury of his peers. But it's also more than just about Mr. Floyd's murder. It is about the fact that a substantial percentage of the American family believes and feels that their issues receive less attention and their lives are held with less value because of their race because of the color of their skin. Well, the reason they believe that is that they bought into this Black Lives Matters movement's lies. This is an ongoing problem that has haunted us for far too long, and it must be addressed. And the anger you saw spill over in these protests across the country, well, that's where it comes from, as much as anything else. Oh, okay. So if any police officer throughout this country engages in misconduct... Rubio is calling it murder, then the the rioters are justified in burning the country down? Fortunately, however, while these protesters that are out there to talk about these issues and to point to Mr. Floyd's murder, these protesters have been largely peaceful. They are not the ones looting. and Largely peaceful, the largely peaceful lie. Burning and hurting people. But something happens at these protests right around sundown. Suddenly they start to turn violent. And they start to turn violent because some people show up and they show up with backpacks and in them they have batons and incendiary devices. We've heard reports of people showing up in trucks to begin to take things out. And that's when the looting starts. That's when the violence starts. Who are these people? Well, that's a good question. Who are these people? I think we know the answer unless we want to pretend like we don't. That's when the violence starts. Who are these people? Because the real protesters on the ground will tell you they don't know who they are. They've never seen them before. These people are violent domestic extremists, and they range from Antifa groups who are radical to the left to some other groups radical to the right. In fact, groups that I would argue don't even belong on the political spectrum as we know it. Some other groups radical to the right. <laughs> and this, uh, this feeds into the lie that the governor of Minnesota told that uh, white supremacists were responsible for the looting and arson. You don't know if he actually is so deluded that he believes that or if he's just telling this lie in furtherance of protecting Antifa and Black Lives Matter, but he told it. And now uh, um, Marco, little Marco, is echoing that lie. So let's talk a little bit about these elected officials in these cities. 
you know, if you elect a far left wing sympathizer with uh, Marxism and revolution, don't be surprised when your city gets burned to the ground, when your property gets destroyed, when you get assaulted in the streets. And by the way, the people that get getting assaulted in the streets are getting assaulted because they're white or they're patriots. You see anybody holding up an American flag immediately beat down and uh, beat into unconsciousness. But I got to say it again. If you're a mayor or a police chief and you cannot do the basic job of government to maintain law and order, resign. Do it immediately. Let somebody else in there that's willing to do the job. Out in Portland, Oregon, the mayor there, Stephen something, he has turned a blind eye to Antifa violence for years. And now he's taken to Twitter. He said, Portland, this is not us. When you destroy our city, you're destroying our community. When you act in violence against each other, you're hurting us all. Protest, speak truth, but don't tear our city apart in the process. So he is, he is surprised now that after years of allowing Antifa to do whatever the hell it wants, destroy property, assault law-abiding citizens, and loot, that all of a sudden he's turned Portland, Oregon into a lawless hellhole. The Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who I know, I'm not going to go into what I know right now, but she appeared on TV with a rapper called Killer Mike. Now, the words that came out of Killer Mike's mouth were not bad. He uh, he called for uh, peace in the streets, but he was wearing a T-shirt called, uh, saying, Kill Your Masters. So you had the mayor of Atlanta, which has been racked by violence and arson and looting, standing behind somebody calling for peace while wearing a T-shirt, urging people to commit murder, kill your masters. That is not terribly difficult to decipher what message Killer Mike is trying to send. If these mayors went after the rioters with the same vigor and zealousness that they went after moms who took their children to the playground or businesses or barbers who had tried to reopen, we wouldn't have any of this. And these riots are absolutely going to continue until somebody has the stones to start hauling these assholes off to jail. They need to have buses lined up. They need to set up camps to put these people in. And, uh, and they need to hold each and every one of them until they can figure out no bail, hold them until they can figure out exactly what role they played in this violence. They're claiming now that this validates uh, Colin Kaepernick, that he was right all along when he just took a knee. No, he wasn't right all along because he was disrespecting and undermining the love for country and the Constitution. 
He's now saying re- revolting is the, is the only logical reaction. So he's uh, he's calling for more of this this violence. No qualifier there to protest peacefully. He just says we have the right to fight back. Oh man. So uh, the prosecution now of um, of the police officer Chauvin has been turned over to the elected attorney general of the great state, formerly of Minnesota, one Keith Ellison, a far-left radical who has tweeted praise for Antifa, famous photograph of him posing with an Antifa manual that he found at a bookstore, a terrorist guideline, domestic terrorist guideline, saying that Donald Trump has everything to fear from Antifa. He's the one that's going to be in charge of prosecuting Derek Chauvin. And any fair judge would certainly have to disqualify Keith Ellison as being the prosecutor. But, you know, the question arises, where does where Chauvin go to get a fair trial? Even the most violent criminals are, are due their day in court. Where does he go? Certainly not in Minnesota. Certainly not at the hands of Antifa sympathizer, Attorney General Keith Ellison. How the hell did he get elected to begin with? These far left cities are absolutely being destroyed. Right wing suburbs and cities are doing just fine. The, uh, the rioters came into Huntington Beach, California which I can tell you, they don't even like you to go out there and surf on their waves. And, uh, and the Huntington beach police department and the, uh, the locals there in Huntington beach were not having it. It's hard to find good clips from these riots because it's, it's largely just anarchy that uh, makes no sense, but I'm going to try to dip into this clip and see if you can make anything of it. lawful assembly you will be arrested let's see if we can find the uh, the residents there from um huntington beach defending their city against these antifa agitators that showed up set a line in front of them and uh, started chanting go home and if they had not go home I can guarantee you uh, that would would not have ended there well we're going to be talking about this a lot I wish we had uh, more time to talk about the actual human achievement of SpaceX docking with the International Space Station maybe we'll get that to that tomorrow it's going to be a long hot summer and it's going to get Donald Trump re-elected Thank you for joining us. Hope you'll come back here again tomorrow on Right Now with Jim Dawes and the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.
Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.